Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. Why? Hey, I need sleep. Where's Joel? The lighting in that room is amazing, by the way. Say You're talking about my room? The room, yeah. It looked like that's what I imagined heaven to look like. Or at least the waiting oh, room in heaven. This is what the waiting room in heaven looks like. Okay. Now, sir. Do so I need to close this or what? Come on, shushy. It's okay. No, let's not. It doesn't matter. I'm joking around. I that's want enough. to be pretty. No, Go. we need to start the start show. Start the show. All right. <clears throat> So we're going to start, like I was saying, we had mentioned to Scott, we're going to start with mentioning the fact that somebody won the Stanley Cup and we hadn't talked about it on the show yet. Sure. Is there, like, and Scott, can I ask, is there a specific reason as to why you're like, I care less about Vegas? Like, what is it about the, the hype about Vegas? Is it because there's a hype? I, I just, I'm, I don't have any real connection to it. I like that Mark Stone won. That, one, that one's a big deal. Yeah. I like Shea Theodore. Yeah, um, but I just I don't know. I'm not con- uh, you know nothing invested. I'm nothing invested. Yeah. Um, I'm also I'm not supportive of teams that have only been in the league for six years and have now been to the Stanley Cup twice. I'm not supportive of that. I'm not when my team hasn't that. been there. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't support uh, other teams. Is what you're saying? I, yeah, I, I hear that. <laughs> he, where where they were like Carlson was like. You guys have been with us from day one and stuck to us. I'm like, it's six years. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been in a rebuild for six years. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I've, been a, I've been in the league for 30 years, never yeah. won anything. So, exactly. yeah, there's no pain so, there for six years. But, uh, and there... I preferred the, I preferred the, uh, I preferred the uh, Florida story. That's yeah, I don't disagree just, with you there. I, I, really I like that. Yeah, I definitely felt this. The Florida story uh, felt more engaging. Like, felt like it tugged at your heart a little bit more. I loved the Matthew Kachuk storyline. Man, what a bad beat, though. Eh? Your sternum in the oof, wow, oh, right at the man. end when they needed you most. Like, oh, God. You can't. Like, he didn't even get dressed on his own. No. Yeah. His, brother, his brother came, Brady came and <laughs> got him dressed and got him yeah. out of bed. Like, cheaper. That's, That's uh, terrible. And that's, that's too much. part of what Mike and I were talking about at one point where like, you need to worry about his, the longevity. Like I can appreciate that you, you know, it's win a cup, do everything you can to get to a cup. However, comes a point in time where you do need to put, like, would you think, let's say Gordy Howe, would he have played or did he play uh, with a broken sternum or something along those, along that line? Because people will say that. He did. I don't know if he did, but I would imagine he would. He would. He seemed, yeah. he seemed like a, a tree. A nutball. Um, Would you agree yeah. that there's no other sport that players 100%. will hundred play through anything just to get to oh, the cup? Hundred percent. And, and and you know what? I'm going to piggyback on that because that's actually a question that I have for the three. Do you guys find that these the hockey players are going too far now in regards to the warrior mentality? Mm. more now than ever before kind of thing or just in general more now well i mean like me like me personally when i hear about what kachuk had to go through to dress for game four mm-hmm. that that that's that to me is starting to get to i mean the guy can can't even put his own skates on he can't even put his own jersey that's on. kachuk like, though i don't think that's but, mentality of the league or the players i think that's kachuk no but 
no, no and, I, and I get it, but I mean, using that kind of as an example, like, and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, Marty, like, are there certain parameters that need, you know, you even mentioned Marty, should yeah. certain rules even kind of come in to prevent these players from doing any long-term damage to any part of their body brain or otherwise. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say no, Mike. Um, I'm, I'm proud that our NHL, I'm going to say our players, the NHL players (laughs) do this. They're showing the world that they're the toughest athletes on earth until someone, it costs them their entire career. I'm all for this. And like, even if they, okay, they're going to miss like a couple months of the next season, but you know what? We made it to the Stanley cup finals we made it to the finals because i sacrificed my body it's part of the story it's until someone really really gets hurt and like it costs them their entire career i'm all for them finding a way to get through this yeah i'm i'm like i'm you know head injuries aside because that's i think the most important one um you gotta you gotta i think head injuries on their own mean that a player doesn't necessarily isn't making necessarily the best decisions because they've already hurt themselves but i i love like the passion and the commitment and (laughs) i i say this all the time but like watching a player sit on the bench pull their tooth out and get back out there is just bananas (laughs) but it is it like or getting sewn up on the bench i know but this is yeah. the thing, man. I do think this is what separates a lot of like contenders from winners is that there's guys that are just willing to put it all out. They yeah. know they know they might not ever get here again and they're going to go all the way. And I I don't know. I don't have really a problem with that. They cleaned I, up a lot of the other stuff. Oh. Yeah, true. I mean, f- full transparency, like I I agree with Joel and along the same lines as you as well, Scott, like I, I have no problem with it. I mean, and again, the head injuries aside, because I think you're getting into an area where Scott, like yeah. you mentioned, it's, it's a case where you're starting to get into, okay, is the player making the right decision for, are they capable of making the right decision? Um, I, I mean, these are, and, and you know what, I'll, I'll go back to Joel's point. Um, it's a case where they never know when they're going to be back there again. Right. Like Kachuk may never be anywhere near that close again, ever in his Mm -hmm. career. So if you're going to do it, do it. I mean, as long as, and yeah, actually, and not even as long as, I mean, if the, even if the guy's sitting there and he's going to do some sort of damage later on in life, if he's willing to make that sacrifice now and he want, he wants to do that, then that's his decision. Yeah. I think it's in like, like Kachuk for sure. There's a long list of players, especially on Florida that, just the amount of injuries they got was insane. But yeah. um, I think that's 100% ingrained in Kachuks. Yep. In, in the Kachuks. Um, yeah. You know what I always wanted to do? I always thought this would be the coolest series is take a picture of every player who enters the Stanley Cup playoffs. Take a picture of their face. And after each game, <laughs> you just keep doing it again until you get to the two winners. And to see like what their face looks like at the end the of that battered like, weathered yeah. face yeah yeah, yeah. like war there's right Those stitches people there's gone war, like yeah. teeth gone yeah. and it's like this is what it takes like exactly I, you know i'm gonna pick on william neenlander like are you willing to do that 
Yeah, exactly. It's it true. No. It truly is the hardest trophy to win in major sports. It may not be the sport that, you know, yeah. profits the most, uh, you know, out of the four, but I'll tell you what, it's, it's the hardest trophy to win by bar none. Yeah. Bar none. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's no other sport as physical, like you would say football might be, but they're one games, right? One game, yep. yeah. one game, one game. These are seven game series over and over and over. Yeah. I would After say the injuries 82 are probably... games, like this is a lot of um, wear and tear on your body. Uh, forget about load management. That doesn't happen in hockey. There might be some to, de- to some degree, but it's nothing remotely close to, you know, where it was coined basically in the NBA. But you're right. Like after 82 games and then, you know, you could go seven game series each round. That's a lot of hockey versus the NFL where it's yeah one game a week, 16 games. And is it 16? Am I going wrong there? I just took a while. They're at 17, uh, seven, 17, 17 now. now. Yeah. Okay. And then playoffs. It's yeah. not even close. <laughs> yeah. So. I, the injuries are way worse in football. Yeah. It's like they just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. ACLs going all over the place, but yeah. um, the amount of beating you take in hockey, like these are the things that you don't even see the little things. Like that's why they always yeah. say, always finish your checks because guess what? Game one check that that's going to matter in game seven. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, good point. Yeah, yep. It's, it's a, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. It's just like, Busting your sternum is no good for business. no, and now and that's so that's Kachuk's side of things, right? Where you've got you know what it is, and and you've kind of gone that direction. It's his first one; he's a bit younger. Led the team. You got his story, and you look to the other side, the winners. They've got their own version of Kachuk, right? In Stone. Now the the amount of back surgeries he's gone through, <laughs> and he just finished one, and he surprised everybody by showing up. Now I say surprised everybody. Probably didn't surprise the the management team for Vegas. But and probably not even the players either. But a lot of people were surprised to see him come back when he did right before the playoffs. And not only that, literally carried the team on his back for the better part of each series. He didn't do it necessarily mm-hmm. the whole way through, but he had his say in each and every one of these series. He led by example. And you can tell you saw I'm, I'm positive. I'm not the only one who saw it in him the way he I would just follow him on the ice and just watch him. And you could tell there were moments where that back was giving out on it was, his knees would go. Sometimes he just didn't have that extra step, but then when he needed it the most, he somehow found the strength to do it. But this is different because we know now he's not going to be able to start the season. I believe he's going to be missing. Is it a month or two? Or it, it's anyways, it's something I feel like every player that played in that series is out for the next like <laughs> first two months of the season. Yeah, Lorraine Brassois is going to actually be center now. So <laughs> Mark Stone is going to be out for a little while at the very least anyways, but it doesn't matter. Like, you know, like he's at this point now, like, is he, is he not like one hit away from not just not playing at Mark Stone level anymore, but is he not at some point responsible for his quality of life at some point, is he going to put that in the back of his mind or is that going to be on the forefront? Is he going to let that affect him? Is it already too late for that? What do you do with Mark stone? I think it's too late. I think he's going to be living with this for the rest of his life. And I think he knows it. So he's just going to enjoy it as much as he can while he can and uh, deal with the consequences. I don't think it can get much worse than it is now. Yeah, the only the only way it could get worse worse is if you end up in Jake Muzzin territory where like there's no chance he's playing again. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, that's um, true. And, I, and I mean, I I see going forward kind of like a um, you know, it kind of reminds me of Kawhi a little bit, right? Like the whole um, 
you know, kind of getting a day's rest here and there. Load like management. He, load he, management. He, like, like he, load management. I mean, he certainly won't be playing a full season. I, I, I never foresee this guy playing a full season ever again. Uh, 82 full games and then whatever they, they decide to play in the playoffs. I just don't think that's going to happen. I mean, you know, obviously we saw him with his playoff performance. I mean, he's, he's golden. I mean, almost a point. What was it? A point a game? Almost a point a game? It was over, uh, I believe. For, thought it was over too but i mean either way he had a great performance uh in this year's playoffs and he can still do what he needs to do but is that going to come in you know smaller chunks or smaller sample sizes if you will um i mean we'll see going forward here but uh i i mean like joel says i mean i think this is something that obviously he'll be living with the living with the rest of his life so uh kind of another kind of another kachuk thing i mean he knows you know not sure when he's going to be back again here so 24 in 22 with 11 goals, Mark Stone. Not bad. There you go. There you the go. real MVP here is Novocaine. That's the real. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. I really do. Ago. I really do hope that Daniel does something to do uh, something about the long-term injury and uh, how you know yeah. you stash a player, you can go over yeah. the cap now, and all of a sudden the playoffs caps out of out of the bag, like out yeah out of the picture, and now all of a sudden you've got like a team over the cap and it doesn't matter. I think that, you know, you know why that is though, right? Like they don't get technically, they don't get paid for the playoffs. Like they don't get money. They can get bonuses, but Mm. there's no, like their contract doesn't cover that. So like there's no cap. There's nothing. I mean, I'm with you. It's, it's the weirdest way around a cap. And I get Um, it. Like they, you know, they still have to get there without these players that are obviously worth a lot of money. So they still have to get there, but, They're getting there. Uh, yeah. It's a two, couple of years in a row where that debate comes up. Say, so, hey, like they stashed away a good player, and all of a sudden they're miraculously back. And but yeah. are they breaking any rules? No. But should no. they change the rule? That's what you're. That's where your angle is. You're saying they should change it. They should cur- write something in there so you can't curtail it the way they've been the last couple of years. Is that what you're that's saying? Right. Yeah. Okay. There should be a minimum number of games you play in the season to be able to play in the playoffs. Well, something they're doing like something that. similar in the NBA, right? With yeah. the whole concept of load management, you won't be eligible for certain awards. Um, so maybe that's, you know, that's that's probably oh, the, the easy, easiest way to go to it. Sorry, Joette. I was going to say the only thing with that is the, the late season call-ups. You know, like you yeah. wouldn't be able to use any, uh, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Those... The Matthew Nines of the world. Right, exactly. Well, hate to break it to you guys. I don't think the NHL is listening in on this. So I don't think they care Damn, about their opinions at all. They don't tend to pay attention to anybody. Not as much <laughs> as they used to, man. It sucks. We did something. Oh, I must have pissed oh, them off. Now, you know what, Marty? Before we go any further here, okay, I want to give a little bit. I want to give a send out a little bit of love here. In addition to Marty, my voice and Marty's voice this week, I'm sure you've heard another two voices. And I just want to give a little bit of love to our guests on the show this week. We've got Scott, who is the reigning champion of our fantasy league the cf oh my god look at that muscle the general manager <laughs> of the awesome. royals and we and we also have with us yep. the league leader in championship titles now on our website it says seven but if i'm not mistaken i do believe that is a total of eight for the apocalypse and its general manager and our second guest this week joel hi welcome gentlemen how are you? I like that I was number one in that introduction and Joel uh, was number I, two. That's right. I was a bit taken back. 
offended. Aww. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Build a bridge, cry me a river, and get over it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm the only one here who still hasn't won a championship. Shut the hell up, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. I'm the only one who can did, cry about anything ever. Did, did you really want to go there, Marty? Did you really want to go there? <laughs> you, really. Also might be the, you might also be the owner with the least amount of last place finishes. Oh, just oh. mediocre. I'm a just, <laughs> just stuck in Fun's the being average. Just so much fun being average. I love it. <laughs> I am your median. You're welcome. <laughs> Stay above me and you'll be fine. <laughs> you're in the money so long as you're above me, hey, everybody, just so you know. Gen- gentlemen, question for you in regards to Mr. Aiden Hill. What type of contract is this guy going to get next year? And does he and get it go. from Vegas? Nope. No, he, no, he doesn't. Okay. Nope. Thank you. So I'll, I'll protect Logan Thompson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not a tough decision it was a great story he came through whenever it was necessary but he's still a third line a third string goalie in my eyes um it was the team around him great defensive team he he definitely had his moments for sure i'm not taking anything away from him. he stepped up when he needed to but in the long run yeah this uh this was like another hamburglar type Mm -hmm. deal Is someone going to overpay this guy? 100%. If he's got a good agent, yes. If he represents himself, probably not. Always do. They always do. Yeah. I don't think he's getting a starter. Starter's money's worth, like money, but. uh, Is he getting Jack Campbell money? What's that? Five? Five. Yeah. Yeah. Five. I can can see him getting five. He's got the cup to, but I don't think he'll get the years. I think if he wants five, he'll get three. But if he if he'll take less, he'll get longer. I see him getting three. Three years. I, three I, as a backup. I, yeah, I think so. I think three is probably right around that number. I want to almost say like three, three and twelve three time, like 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 three and a half times three. Like, yeah, okay. Sounds about right. Three, I bet three point five mil. I bet he gets five by three. Five by three. Fifteen. Five there's, by three. Like, really? There's so like, many. If, like, there's a lot of if he. Not a lot of goalies. There, thank you. Exactly. And like they're all based around tandems now. Yeah. And he'll be like a he'll be a one B one B. He should be a three three F, <laughs> but um he'll still get there. Man, he, now, like he was a third stringer in San Jose. Yes, yes. I know you're, you're not wrong, but I think that had more to do with San Jose and how they mismanaged him. He did he, he they had attempted if you look at his numbers, he was never really that bad. But yeah, but I mean, th- but I mean, think of it though. Laner has to get injured. Yes. Thompson gets injured. Brossois gets injured for him to be able to play. So he- he's not even a third. Yeah, but that's he's the a mis- fourth. I think that's the misconception about his strength. Now I don't disagree. He's a lifetime backup goalie, but I do believe because of this, he'll be able to justify. Come on, I'm at least a one B, and that's why, like Scott said, that's why he'll get. He- I do think he can sniff three five. But whether or not he gets it, that depends on how desperate other teams are. But again, like Scott said, I think the league is there just because there's guys, seriously, how many teams have a legitimate starting goalie? How many? Half? Half of the teams? Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, think that half. even that, I, I mean, Maybe I think that's borderline. It might be less. But it'll be close to half. So 16 legitimate goalies. The rest are either experiments or tandems. 
And Aiden Hill falls into both of those categories. Yeah. While having a cup and superior numbers to back it up, both in the regular season and in the playoffs. Yeah, that's Jack the thing. Jack Campbell did, except he didn't even win the cup. This is exactly what Jack Campbell did. So, but because of that, maybe people are warned, like, well, look what Campbell did you know, at the very first year at Edmonton, not so much. So maybe there's a, so maybe Mike's right. Maybe it's somewhere around like just half of that. So instead of being 15, it'll be around 12. So, yeah, I don't know. His numbers aren't the worst. No, they're not. Even and, as a career in San Jose, it wasn't that bad. And so if you think about that as like a 1B or like a, yeah. a pure two. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pure too. L- yeah. L- listen to listen to his numbers in the Cup final. He was four and one, obviously, two point four uh, two point four zero GAA with a nine twenty three save percentage. Like wow. with a Vegas team, with with that Vegas team, those are numbers they can work with big time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and his regular oh. season two seventeen nine thirty two, uh, right before that nine fifteen two forty five. You know, in San Jose, his worst season. Well, oh, he only played there. The rest was all Arizona. He actually came from. It was hard to give him a chance that he came from Arizona. So it's not till he go uh, got down into San Jose and even there, two sixty six nine oh six on a real team. It's not horrible. I mean, Bobrovsky's got ten mil doing the exact same thing. I know that's not a good comparison. I know. But, well, listening uh, to his numbers now, there, I'm thinking like three times three is a nice little. How old is he? Yeah. Twenty seven. There you go. Three times three. Show that you can still that you, you it wasn't a fluke, and then get your nice yeah. payday between yeah. age thirty and thirty four, thirty five. That sounds reasonable, yeah, that, but yeah. I don't like Lula Merrill said. That's not what the NHL is anymore. That's why Bor Horvath got that ridiculously stupid contract. That is such a dumb contract, and he signed it at the same time knowing this is a stupid contract. <laughs> why? Because that's the landscape of the NHL right now. So I do think just based on that alone, he'll get a little bit more. Because I mean, come on, he just won the cup. Like, argue with that. Scott, you're muted. I support all you all the things you say. <laughs> I listen, I don't I <laughs> I don't think he's a nice save, show, Scott. By the way. Nice <laughs> nice save, buddy. Nice he's save. not uh he's not worth Five. Listen, Scott, we'll see no, you at the end not. of season three, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he's not worth worth five by any means, but no. I just think the way the NHL is going and in the like, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting though what he gets because it'll be disappointing if he gets a long term contract. I'll just say that much. I don't care about so yeah. much about the money, but I care about the long term, and that's because I was there with Tage Thompson when he got his eight years. I was bothered with that too. Yes, I obviously now hindsight's twenty twenty. He's worth every penny. But at the time, it was difficult to justify because it was just one good year. It's just like the same thing with Aiden Hill. But if he can get away with three, five, I think that's something that makes the most sense. You're not going to get the longevity in terms, which is what everybody wants right now, but you're not going to get that. That's fine. At least get the money. And I think that's where it lands. And I think that's where it makes sense from a manager's perspective to sign him. Now, what team is willing to do this? No clue. I have no he'll probably clue. He'll probably end up on, uh, on Toronto. Don't say, oh, uh, just God. <laughs> Overpay, I mean, they couldn't though. be more right, but oh, that'd be <laughs> so gross if they did. Because they uh, got to get rid of Murray. Uh, okay. Oh my god. Oh, there's another terrible. That's brutal. Thing. Another four point six there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> As a Saints right. fan, <clears throat> I was the most happy person in the world. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? 
I'll t- we're paying half his salary as part of this. And I'm still <laughs> exactly. like happy about this. Oh yeah. But I, I was just disappointed that it wasn't already sort of a consensus amongst those. Cause I yeah, always I respected Dubis at least to know better. But then when this happened, it was just like, what the, what do you think you're the <laughs> fountain of youth over there? You know, you no. can't, he's made a glass. It's very obvious. And no, shockingly, that's, it's exactly what happened. Let, let's not get started on the leash. I don't really feel like going on no, another I, rant tonight. Yeah. No, no, I have zero interest. Unless we're going to dig, yeah. like, unless you want to focus on just beating them up. And then I'm <laughs> here for that. Oh, buddy, buddy, I, I'm all in, all in. No. Right, Joel, you want to just go have another show somewhere else? Talk about, <laughs> yeah. right, let's go. Talk about that jersey that you got there. Um, okay. So let's, let's do this. Should we get into it? You'll check my fanny boys. Oh, thanks Should we bring it back? Man, you guys, thanks for coming on the show. We get to bring back a segment we haven't done in a while. So this feels good. We like this segment. We get to yeah, talk this, about our beauty. This is good. Our, this is uh, our really baby, good. sorry. Yeah. She's, she's back. And this is an interesting concept. Thank you, Joelle, for coming up with the idea. Uh, you want to explain a little bit of it? It's your, 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 yeah, your sure. baby? Yeah, sure. Uh, so basically, every season, just like any fantasy, well, most fantasy keeper leagues, you have to submit a... Uh, a protective list during the summer before the draft. Uh, in our league, we protect 12 plus two farm system players. And every year we all face some bubble dilemma, like who do we keep? And I figured, you know what, it'd be nice to have an open discussion on maybe one or two of our decisions that we each have to face with our own teams um, and uh, see if we can, you know, maybe help each other out here. Or, or not steer, steer each other, yeah, steer in them in the direction. wrong direction yeah. and screw them over. Yeah. Oh, this is a good idea. All your picks, <laughs> yes, all of them. <laughs> How old is he? Thirty-seven. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That, I'm no. all in. <laughs> all in. Money in the bank. Come on. So well, you know, you know what, Mar- Marty. You know what? Then since we've got yeah. a couple of guests on the show, uh, why don't we go ahead and, and start with both uh, Scott and Joel? Uh, and then we'll take a small break and get into you and I afterwards. Sounds like a plan. Well, I think since you introduced Scott first, I think he should go first. (laughs) Oh, there, there you are. I I was going to go the other way and let Joel go first, but whatever. Because clearly your feelings were hurt, Joet. Oh, bitter. Oh, he's bitter. Oh, he's bitter. He's bitter. (laughs) He's so hurt. He there's no turning back. All right, Scott, you're up. All right, I, uh, I'm, I'm. I'm very happy with the situation, the decisions that I have to make. <laughs> I bet you, I so, bet you are. <laughs> so I'm, I, you know, I, I, it's not either way. I don't think I, I have a good team going forward. So I'm happy about this, but there were three, as I talked to you guys earlier, I mentioned this earlier today, there's three that I'm uh, basically at each position that I'm, that I'm going against. Um, I, I'll start with who I'm not going to talk about here in this, but you know, I've got Jesper Bat, Brat and Line A. I know what everybody, I think I know what everybody would go with on that one, but I'll, I'll hold my opinion. I've got Jari and Vanacek and goal. That one's a tough one because yeah. I'm not sure which way that's going to go. But I think the actual area that I have the biggest challenge is on my defense. And just to be clear, my plan probably is like 95%. I'm only going to keep 2D. So this is what's driving some of this decision. One of those D is going to be Alex uh, uh, Adam Fox. So that's a, that's a lock. Yeah. But and and I have Ekblad and I have Falk. Um, but the ones that I'm really having a tougher decision with 
actually has to do with Carlson, uh, um, uh, Carlson and Shade Theodore. And I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with either of them because obviously Carlson was like finding gold in <clears throat> like, well, wherever, wherever you, wherever you don't usually find gold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he, he was awesome, right? Like a hundred, yeah. hundred points, like just a complete resurgence. Oh, God. Um, and I'm really curious if he gets moved in the next few weeks. Um, and depending on where he gets moved to, that could be a whole other thing. But then I got Shay Theodore on the other end, who I still think is a great player. He's 27. He had, um, you know, 41 points in 54 games, eight goals. So again, another good guy to have on the bench. I'm just, Carlson's the question mark. Was this back to Carlson, the normal Carlson or the the elite Carlson or does is this just a you know a quick up and then kind of back down does it get normalized so that's that's well, my uh, that's that's probably the biggest bubble out of all three of those. Well, I mean, for me personally, I'd have to say that yes, Eric Carlson is going to get traded. I mean, he's not staying in San Jose for the next four years at eleven point five million dollars. So, to me, the Sharks will eat a chunk of this and. I think it benefits them to do it as soon as possible. So, yes, I do believe he's going to be on a different team. Um, now, looking at the Shea Theodore thing, injury injuries this season kind of stunted things a little bit. But if I'm not mistaken, I think I, I even, after you sent that uh, through text, Scott, took a quick look, and I think the guy ended up with something like, am I right, guys, in like 41 points or 49 in 50 and games or so? 49 eight and goals. 55? Yeah. So... In I our mean, league, in our league. Oh, yeah. Because our league. of the eight goals. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, he, you know, yes, a lot of missed time, a lot of missed games, but the ratio of points to games wasn't too, too bad. It nope. was not Carlson, but going back to Carlson, you're looking at a 33-year-old defenseman. I mean, hey, listen, we vintage Carlson showed up this year, man. Like, he was walking the line on that blue line, I don't know how many times throughout the year, so... It, it's definitely a tough one. It, it, I think it comes down to, do you want a little bit of youth? Mm-hmm. Now, it's not like Shea Theodore is this young 22-year-old, but comparatively, I believe, I think is Shea, what, 27, 27. 28? 27. He's yeah. 27 yeah. compared to 33. I think it almost comes down to that a little bit for me. Um, and then, I, I, I mean, I, I'm sure you guys are probably the same thing too. Can Carlson do it again? Me. I'll talk to myself. At, at this at this age. Like, yeah, can, I, can he can he can he duplicate it? Can he replicate that season? And it doesn't have to be a hundred point season. I mean, can he can he go point a game? 82 and 82, 85, 89, 90-ish. Yeah. Can he can he get around there? So and there's an outside chance that he can. Yeah. But the you, only, get, but you yeah. get into the problem that he switches teams. So now you're switching systems and it's gonna take at least a little bit of time. A month at the least, maybe three weeks, four weeks to kind yeah. of acclimatize himself to the other team. So what are you saying, Mike? I don't know. Where are you going? I, I don't know. I don't know. If on. somebody is if, 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 <laughs> if I have a gun to my head, I'd probably go Theodore. It's so violent. All right. Joanne? Uh I was actually surprised when I think of Carlson, I think 
I, I, I almost expected to see his age was 35, 36. Like he's still 33. He still has mileage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fluke or not, like, yeah, like for him to replicate a hundred points, I don't, I, I don't see it happening, but at the same time, he like, he's been there. He's done this as much as I do like Theodore, like you said, he's no spring chicken anymore at 27. Um, I'm I'm leaning towards Carlson. You're still pushing for another championship. Like Fox is plenty young enough for you. There's mm-hmm. gonna be plenty of young enough D in the draft. That's true. Like That's I, true. I say like go big, keep Carlson. Yeah. Marty. So so I these are the things I'm looking at when you mentioned this. Okay. So Carlson prior to this year, his three year average was 46. And Theodore's uh, three-year average was 60. Um, Theodore continuously scores in the realm of 10-plus goals every year. So for our league, that means a lot. But Carlson, like Joed just said, this isn't the first time he's flirted with a point of game. He's Obviously, this year is his best. He's gone well above that. But from going, he's transitioning from Ottawa to San Jose from 62 points to 45, but he also dropped 20 games. So there's the 20 point drop as well. So he actually didn't lose anything per game. And then things kind of got worse. He had a bit of a couple of injuries in there and San Jose was in a position of just like, we don't know what our identity is. So a lot of that can't be attributed to him. However, this year, as you know, it didn't matter who was around him. He was scoring points. So you've got to basically just ask yourself, what am I doing this year? Am I concerned with the rebuild? But like Shoah said, if you're concerned with the rebuild, you're looking at 27 versus 43. I I don't know if that's enough of a difference in age to matter right now. 33. I, what did I say? 43. I did 40, say 43. 40. All right, you're right. It's but if he's 43, I'll I'll probably drop. Consider it at 43. <laughs> For now, you're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're asking me, I think you're going. You'd be crazy not to go back after a championship, which means, and I don't care what team Carlson goes to, unless it's like, I was going to say Columbus, but you know what? That might actually work this year. Um, Depending on what team he goes to, unless it's a a team that, you know, Arizona, that doesn't make any sense, but it would appear that Carlson would be fine anyways. But really all all things considered, you you pick Carlson because you're going for it. You want to repeat. And this does make the most sense. And quite frankly, Think about the draft and who's going to pick before you and what types of players are going to be going first and second round. By the time you're ready to pick someone like Teodog, he's he might even still be ready. This is true. So the, the, the only thing I'm watching out for again, so truth be told, I'm leaning, I'm leaning Carlson. Um, the only thing I want to watch out for is uh, depending on where he goes, he's not an, he might not be a first liner. Right, just that's it just true. depends on how that system. So but he'll definitely be he'll definitely be up. He might get some and then lose it and go into top power play and lose it. Like I, I think he'll be top power play that kind of stuff. So and he just might just be like get apples all year, right? Like, well, that's just the might. thing. Yeah, he could. So I, I yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. But I'm definitely leaning on the Carlson train. Um, what about your Jerry and Vanacek? Where are you? Le- Can I ask where you're leading <laughs> there, or you don't want to talk about that? That's fine if you don't. That's okay. <clears throat> so, truth be told, I'm leaning Vanacek. Okay. You know what? And this Move. isn't from my perspective, but from your perspective, good. 
I, I yeah. do think that's the right call. I, I still think there's time for Jerry, but I think Pittsburgh is actually ready to move on and it makes his future a lot more murky, even if they do stick with him. So yeah. to me, Vanacek is absolutely your, your better net miner there. I was thinking about this one. Like I, I thought this one was the toughest one out, out of uh, the bunch that she sent. Um, if I had to pick one, same thing. I would go with Vanacek. However, if you can find a way, Scott, to keep both, I would. Like yeah. we just finished talking moments ago. Starting goaltenders mm. are hard to come by. Yeah. To just let Jerry go, that that's tough. So last year in the draft, there was 14 goalies drafted. Five of them finished in the top 20. Mm. Out of the 14 we drafted, five of them finished in the top 20 last year. Three of them out of the five that finished in the top 20 are on your team yeah. this year. George, Jeev, Russo, and Vanasek. There's only two other goalies that that were drafted that ended up in the top 20. So to find those good goalies in the draft is so hard to come by. And you're about to let go a starter. Even though it's on an older Pittsburgh team, you're letting go a bona fide starter. If if I were you, I'd find a way to keep both. It's good advice. Yeah, it, it's, it's great he, advice. It's just the question is the cost benefit. So who do I lose as a exactly. result of that? And that's the hard part. Yeah. But again, remembering how people are most likely that this that's the thing about this year that for me, from my perspective, and it might be because my team is is built differently than all of yours, but from my perspective, I actually feel more confident knowing how the first two rounds are most likely going to go and it makes me aware of what will most likely be available that's why i think joel is absolutely right i think you protect the two goalies and feel comfortable letting go of a forward which as shitty as that sounds because i know the forwards you have means you're letting yeah. go of somebody who's <laughs> like just going to be an absolute stud for somebody else should you end up losing but you him. can However, replace that you can, you can replace, replace exactly that. He, well, that, wherever that player is, I'm telling you, he will be available by the time you're ready to recoup that loss. If it's a priority of yours that you make early, because trying to recoup a goal, like let's say you drop Jerry, you know, he's going in the first probably three rounds. So you've got to hurry up and pick him back up in your, in your group, just so you have protected that one forward. It's kind of a wasted pick. If, yeah. I don't know. If this is- you're if it's if it's actually goes in that direction, you guys threw me off last year so much so that my plan was out the window. <laughs> so who knows? But I do feel that this year we have a better idea of what people are after, right? With all the young stars and what Jay's doing, what Tom tried to do. Like we know what direction most people are going to be going in. So you can kind of map out how it's going to go. Goalies are going to go fast. Whatever's available, because there aren't many, they're going to go early. So it's going to be goalies and young kids that are going to be going the first couple of rounds. Forwards, plenty of forwards by round five, I guarantee you. I mean, and that's the thing, right? I mean, with the switch in defenseman scoring, there's so much more weighted now to our defensemen. I mean, look at some of the conversations we're having, just the four of us. I mean, I know I'm not going to take away any of uh, um, anything from Joel. I know he's got, uh, I I don't want to take anything away from his tough decision, but defensemen are are becoming quite uh, the commodity in our league. And again, piggybacking on what Joel said the goaltenders are getting that much tough I mean first and foremost to have a goaltender who's not in the timeshare like that alone right now is worth mm-hmm. its waiting gold yeah like I mean some of our GMs will even take a bit of a gamble on a, a lesser team but the guy is going to get all of the starts mm-hmm. or there's a true one a true starter yeah. so I mean it's gotten to that point in our league so I mean, as for the as for the forwards, I I'm sure I speak for the four of us. 
that will there will be a plethora of forwards with the setup that we have in our league for years to come. The forward position, other than your your, we all have our core of like let's say five or six forwards. We all have that, but you're going to be able to replace that seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven guy yeah. pretty easily in a draft. So, I mean, we've already seen it in the couple of drafts so far. A lot of guys keeping the three defensemen, um, you know, going heavy on a goalie, uh, maybe keeping three goalies type of deal. So it will be interesting to see how it all plays out again this year. Um, but man, oh man, it's it's going to be a pretty, pretty stacked draft. Like there's there's going to be a lot of talent available. A lot. I'm I'm going to go and this is going against my decision, which we're going to talk <laughs> about soon enough. Um but well, we can I talk were... about it right now, bud. No, well, we'll get into yours so right now if you want. If I had to choose between keeping Jari and keeping Carlson, I'd keep Jari. Hmm. I'd drop Carlson, go with the 1D, and I'll tell you why. Like <sighs> Mike just said, D, you can get in the draft. To me, you can get the dra- in the draft anytime, which is crazy because I'm, my decision is deciding what 4D I'm going to keep. <laughs> but looking at I dug in deeper today. Out of the five top scoring D this year, four of them were drafted last year. They were unprotected. Mm. Four out of the five yeah. weren't even on a team last year until the entry draft. Right. Out of the Jeez. top, tw- out of the top twenty defensemen last year, fourteen of them were drafted during the entry draft last year. There was only six that were protected out of the top twenty. Really? They were all drafted. Like there, the D is there. There's tons of D to have. So to me, Carlson, yes, obviously a great season. You can replace Carlson. You can't replace a starting goalie. So I would say forget, stick with Fox, protect your two goalies. There'll be D a plenty available. Three goalies. There you go. But, yeah. yeah, you're going with three goalies. Oh, but I'm yeah, just... no, I'm with you. I. And and I think like if I make that move, which is a great, great angle, I just gotta I gotta start moving some of the, my some of my guys. Yeah, I, I gotta make some moves. That's always the toughest part when you're a championship team is you know you're gonna get. I mean we're we're gonna eat up whatever you leave for us, but so. <laughs> I mean it's the way it goes when you when when we all yeah. and I mean we can we can actually all speak to it all four of us. I mean when you start beef up for you know mid-season and you know it, i mean i i personally like to try and get those trades done early enough i don't like to wait too deep into the um uh the trade deadline but i mean like all of us all of us have got easily two three players where we're like god damn yeah. i'd really love to find a way like i mean I'll, I'll even use one of my guys as an example if nick ehlers ever gets onto a first line and a first power play in it, oh this guy's probably yep. an 80 point player. <sighs> and he has been, he has been stunted for years, yeah, but it's, and, and it's, and it, that, that's kind of, it's those types of guys that you're, you're kind of keeping your eye on. Cause I mean, and, and you know, full transparency for, for my team, I'm going to have a hard time keeping him. Like I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. He's not on my protected list right now. Like full transparency, Ehlers is not there, but I mean, we all have we all have those two and three players where we're like, man, somebody if I can't get my hands back on this guy, 
Somebody's yeah, gonna have them solve. A lot player. of that, a lot of that is replaceable though through the draft. Like we, I, we get attached to these players throughout the season because we feel that they gave us moments. But really, if you look up at, at, at goalies aside, that's a completely different topic. But uh, in terms of forwards, especially, there's another, there's another player out there that will be available. That in terms of forwards, like that, it's pretty deep in forwards. Uh, uh, we just talk about goalies, but then D. Like you said, there's like it's getting better now. Uh, we've got our eyes are a little bit more open to what D can bring to a team, so it, it's kind of spread that out. But yeah. anyways, circling back, you know sorry. what? Yeah. Oh, go, sorry. Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say circling back around to what we should be doing, which is talking about Joel's team. But go ahead and finish your point, those guys. No, I, this is this is going to lead into Joel's, which I think is a really interesting thing. You know what the hardest part for me is a little bit is I've got a framework that I've gone into drafts. And protected lists and it's like you know like i said 2d i've always only done 2d two goalies rest forwards right and so that framework every year yeah. now now we're kind of in this it's area changed. where we got to yeah. change some of that it's true and it's a bold move in some cases so i'm i'm i, I think that leads nicely into your uh your dilemma there mr commish quite the different right. dilemma yeah and again like after digging into today and seeing all those stats about d i'm I, I'm my head spinning. I'm like, am I doing a mistake protecting 4D this year? But I just, I can't find, I have to, I just have to do it. So I've got a total of 6D that I, I really, really like. I cannot protect six. I'm having a hard time <clears throat> allowing myself to protect four. I'm doing with that. I've got two locked in, which is Hamilton and Makar. I'm okay with those guys. They're, they're coming along for the ride. The next four, I got to pick two, and I would like to see what you guys think my two should be between Dunn, McAvoy, Riley, and Carlson. I absolutely do not do anything with Carlson. He shouldn't even be on your list. Get rid of Carlson. He's not only is <laughs> he's he in, too, he's old, he's going to be on the IR again, and he's Washington as a team, they're not going anywhere. So you don't need him like don't worry no one's picking carlson in the first round or the second round or the third maybe the third round someone got desperate and like oh we're running out of these then you'll grab carlson but don't do that you protect dunn he's at go ahead yeah you protect dunn hamilton mccarr and mcavoy that's what you do let's not even bother (laughs) all right mike or scott go for it mike well, if I'm looking at it really quickly, right off the top of my head, McAvoy is definitely one that I'd have a hard time letting go. I don't, I don't know if it's just kind of personal preference type of deal, or, but I, I really like him. Um, the other one that I'd be, it's so hard to kind of drop Riley, especially if the whole band comes back. And trust me, I mean Marty knows how I feel about this whole thing, and I, I wish they would just kind of get rid of one of their core four and start moving things around, but. If they do bring that band back, man, Riley could be enticing if he can get back to what to what he what he used to do. But the wild card for me is done. And I really, really like what I saw out of him this year. I was me personally, I was always waiting for him to tail off. I'm like, okay, when 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 does this slow down? When does this kind of end a little bit here? And it happened just in the never, playoffs. never, ne- it well, it happened in the playoffs a little, but I mean, yeah. we don't have a playoff pool, right? So we're talking right. just regular exactly. season. Yeah. If 
I, I would be leaning today with the information that I have today, with where everything's at today. I'd probably be leaning Dunn and McAvoy myself. I don't see that. Sorry, I just one thing I want to mention about uh, um, Riley is I don't I see Toronto struggling more this year than it did last year. And I just not, don't see him getting back to it either. There's something yeah. I just don't see him. I know it's just not going to work out. Sorry. Go ahead, Scott. Uh, I'm not too much different than you guys, except I would. So I'm going to go in with the assumption that the right choice is to go with 4D. If you do that, then I think you 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 take Dunn and McAvoy. I'm all over that. However, I like McAvoy. I don't think he's a make or break. So, like to me, I like. Don't get me wrong. I really like McAvoy. I think he's great. Wouldn't think about Carlson. I be off that no problem um but between dunn and mcavoy is the interesting question for me because i i like dunn too but i just i don't know like seattle's a tough one to put all your it is money into not not because i don't i don't think they're good i just think they're so even across the board that does he have another season like that yeah um but i i i mean if you do go four, though, I think McCarr, Hamilton, McAvoy, and Dunn should be the. That's a good. That's a good point, so Scott. Three. I don't know that you have to pick Dunn. I think you can. I think you're good with three D. Uh, Scott just kind of converted me a little bit there in my thought. Where you don't have, if you like, it's true. If you're going, if you're, if you feel you have to pick four, it's done. But if you feel you can get away with three, you can let go of Dunn. That's who I would just because he's only done it once, and he did tail off in the playoffs. Fatigue still a rookie whatever but that is what happened sorry go ahead it, like unless i make a trade i i'm almost forced to protect the 4d because the forwards that i could replace the fourth d with i don't love i've got Giroud, shifley oh, okay. Lindholm, yeah. and nikushkin so like it i feel like i'm doing myself a disservice um so i do feel like i am going to go with four unless i make Makes a sense. trade out of the but, six, so all three of you went with Dunn and McAvoy. Like, mm -hmm. out of the six, there's one player that wasn't picked in the first round. Dunn. There's one player that hasn't averaged over 40, at least 47 points a game in the last three years. Dunn. It's, he had the one good season. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. Like, is this for real? He's 26. Is this for real? Or was it just... Right situation, me, right time. You want me to tell you what I feel like? I, listen, I'm not saying that this is going to happen, but this is the feeling that I have about Dunn. It's the same feeling I had whenever Theodore got picked in the expansion draft or however he ended up going over to the Knights. Kind of a guy that was a little bit buried. Dunn was kind of buried in St. Louis. So getting the opportunity. Yeah, totally get you though, Joel. Like you're well warranted with the caution in regards to Dunn, this what this right now is an outlier for him. As it right. stands right now, this is an outlier for him. So I, I get your point, and it actually kind of it's a, it, it's to a certain extent the same thing that I'm thinking about with my tough decision as well, where it's kind of the first breakout here. But I I I don't know. I I, I guys, I go back a little bit to I was waiting. I mean. 
we came up to midseason. This guy, I believe, was available at midseason, if I'm not mistaken. I think, Marty, you picked him, and then you traded him to Joel. I mean, he was right there for all of us, had great numbers, and I was just waiting for it to stop. And, and it was not stopping. And furthermore, Marty can even detest to it how many times we talked about the Seattle goaltending this year. Basically. And how the hell, how the hell did Seattle become a 100-point team with that goaltending and those numbers? Mm-hmm. Like, so for me, it was, I, I really do think that in Dunn's case, I think this is something that he can repeat. Is this a guy that's going to hit 65 points every year? I don't know if I'm going to go that far. But can this guy get into that 55-ish to 60 window? I think that's doable. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I, I now we'll, we'll wait and see what the 23-24 season brings for Dunn specifically and for the Kraken. But I, I don't know. I just, I, yeah. I, I know I'm repeating myself here, but I just, I was waiting for this to stop and it didn't. So My, my logic here. Joel is you got McAvoy, you got McCarr. Let's take Dunn into the mix. Those guys are all under 30. <laughs> you got Hamilton who's at 30 or is going to be 30. Um, yeah. but he's on New Jersey, which I put yeah. money behind New Jersey. Anyway. The guy's going to be the man oh, for yeah. the next five years. Oh, and yeah. then you got Gossabear, Carlson, and Riley who are all over 30. Um is Washington coming back? Stop Carolina's it. still a thing. Uh, Toronto, I won't say anything else. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I just, I think between those, if you got those four, you've got a really, really good decor. I yeah, that's it's probably this the best decor going into the draft at the at the very least. Does Dunn end up on your bench at some point because you picked up a different defenseman who happens to just have a great year out of nowhere? Possibly, possibly. But you've got no harm in having Dunn, who could easily do this exact same thing. Like Mike was saying, we're talking about it all season long. Seattle was not supposed to do what they did, yet they continued to do it. If there were anything, they were consistent and Dunn was absolutely a massive part of that consistency. Is that who he is? Difficult to say. But the last few years where we've seen players kind of take that extra step, they've managed to hold on to it. Tage Thompson, perfect example of that. Not saying Tage Thompson and Vince Hunter are the same. I'm just saying this young group of kids seem to be able to back up their game. So I, I wouldn't at all be surprised if Vince Dunn continues on and ends up in the 60 to <laughs> 70 point range. And I also think part- he's a he's a trade chip. That's all it is. Non-contending yeah. team. Like right? if I'm being nice about it, I'll give you a fifth. But yeah, yeah man, nothing <laughs> higher than that. <laughs> I will nice be. Part- I do feel I will be shipping him because I don't feel strongly enough. I'll take him. To to uh, <laughs> angry, I lost him. I did the exact same thing with Sansonov. I traded him to and from Jason, I think three times. And the last did last trade we did, the pick that came back to me, he laughed. He said, you know why, why I have this pick, right? I said, no. He said, because it's yours. It's the one we got from the Sansonov trade. I'm like, that's awesome. Okay, thank you. I'll take it back. And that's just how I operate. <laughs> Conspiracy. And that's why I haven't won. Um, All right. So before we get on to Mike and I's team, um, we're just going to take a quick, small commercial break from our sponsor, DraftKings, and we'll be right back. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 1-1 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdictions. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. And we're back. Thanks. To our sponsors uh and now we're right back into um we're still doing check my fanny uh but we're gonna do mike and marty's team next mike why don't you lead us in with your team all right so my big decision is in regards to one alex tuck um now i'm this is probably piggybacking a little bit on on what uh what joel has with uh with dunn and the fact that it was kind of his breakout year so same thing with um with tuck breakout year this year i believe if i think i want to say it was like 76 points if i'm not mistaken or something like that in the 70s anyway um and i mean full transparency i actually do have him on my protected list as it stands right now um but again going with the the outlier season so far the other thing that's really kind of um holding me back well not holding me back because he is on the protected list but where I am a little bit cautious or do have some doubts is with injury history. Um, this was the first year since 2018, 19 that he's played more than 55 games. So, and look, I mean, I'm in a position where I'm pushing for a championship. So, you know, games played like I, you know, I, I need guys that are going to actually be playing, not sitting on the bench. So I'm a little bit concerned about that. Um, Linked up with that is obviously Tage Thompson. Now, look, Tage had a great year last year, and you know the sample size is becoming bigger. But I mean, we're still only about a year and a half in of Tage, Tage Thompson doing some damage too. So, you know, how does this guy continue with his development? Is he going to continue with his rise? Um, you know, you got some young guys that are coming up in Buffalo. Uh, I've got Darlene on the back end. So, is it wise to stack? It's like, listen, it'd be wise to stack with someone like Colorado or, you know, Edmonton, something like that. But is it smart move to do with Buffalo? I know they're on the up and up, but are they there yet? So that's kind of the, the dilemma that I'm having a little bit here, boys. So take it away. Or don't. <laughs> All right. I'll go first. Um, I, in my eyes, I've, Looking at your team, I looked over uh, your possible bubble boys instead of Tuck. Um, I'm with you in the decision of keeping Tuck. Uh, yeah, he has had a bit of a injury history, but uh, 
you know, he does have, yeah, he had 79 points last year in 70, uh, 74 games. Just having a piece of that top line of Tuck Thompson and Skinner is just exciting to have. Um, the guys that you were, that were sort of on your bubble uh, that you mentioned, uh, first you had uh, Bushnevich, which to me is a no-brainer. Like he's out, um, he's never been a point of, point of, point of game guy. Um, he's had, he had a great season last year. Um, he did get a point of game last year, 67-63. But even going all the way back to the minors, like he, he was never that guy. Um, it's, obviously, he's had a great fit um, in St. Louis, but it's just, to me, that's no-brainer. Konecki, r- nice player, 26 years old, just hitting his prime, finally gets a point of game. It's just a team for me. Philadelphia has got a long way to go. Uh, someone's got to score, and obviously it's going to be him, but uh, just not enough to overtake Tuck in my eyes. So that left me with between Sergachev and Ehlers. Um, Sergachev, you've you already have Hedman. I'm I'm assuming you're protecting Hedman. Um, if you are, then having Hedman and Sergachev to me just Sergachev did 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 have a breakout season this year. Finally, um, he's a first, he's a past first round pick. Um, he's he's going to be great, and his time will come when Hedman goes off. But um, he had a great season because Hedman was gone for so long. Once he came back, he slowed down. Um, so to me, Sergeyev, eh. Ehlers to me is the one. Like you know, both you've drafted him, I've drafted him. I've we've been waiting so long for his chance. We, yeah. Every year we're scared that this will be the year that we drop them. And then finally he takes off and just that, that gut feeling that you're just like, Oh, just one more year. I should have held on to him. He has all the potential. I feel like he is just around the corner. I think Winnipeg's about to blow things up and I think he will get his chance. So he, to me is your <laughs> second right behind tuck. Uh, but at this moment right now, if I had to choose someone, I, I would definitely be rolling with Tuck. Okay. Scotty? So I'm going to – I'll come out of the gate. I I'm, I would take Ehlers over Tuck. I think Tuck just is to great. Be different. I No, I think – I just think – I think I t- Tuck's great. Like we're, we're – again, we're fighting over roses here. Um the you guys can you guys can copyright that if you want um we will we will already done <laughs> perfect <laughs> on a t-shirt i'm calling a lawyer um so what i would say is like so this is going to be an unpopular opinion i still don't believe in tage thompson i just i'm not there yet i i know i just i'm not there yet i just don't I need a couple more big seasons from him to really believe in it. I think Ehlers is going to like, if there's any moment that Ehlers is going to shine, it's going to be this year. They are blowing that team up. Like Dubois is gone. Wheeler's gone. Like Shifley's gone. Like he's going to be the guy. has gone. (laughs) I know it doesn't. Yeah. Sorry. But, but he's going to like, he's going to get top minutes. And so I think, as you guys said, you bet on him every year. I think this is, if he doesn't do it this year, then it's going to be an interesting problem. But if he's going to do it at any year, it's this year. And I just, I like, I like Ehlers a lot more than I think I would bet on Tuck. 
both great players. Like this is yeah. not a this is not an easy decision to make. Well, no, there's we're no, splitting hairs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong decision here. I just think um, you've got a little bit more sample size in in terms of talent in regards to Ehlers, and I just think he, he's going to have all the opportunity to like show off his skill this year. Scott could be right. Um, you're, probably, I, I probably think am. you're most likely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am the guy who's never won anything. Right. Um, <laughs> but listen, so in terms of all the other players, you can pick up any one of those players that, that like Butchnevich, Sergachev, Konechny, they're most likely still available when you're, when you've come around to pick. And if you really want to, you can grab them again. Um, it is definitely between Ehlers and Tuck. However, because Winnipeg is most likely on the cusp of blowing thing, things up, and that's a benefit for Ehlers, is exactly why you shouldn't take Ehlers this year. If you had him next year, then you'd be more confident in knowing that you need to keep him. And the reason for that is because Ehlers doesn't know what he's about to get. And I don't know that he's going to necessarily be placed with anybody who is a compliment to Ehlers. Ehlers still needs players around him, as good as he is, to be a point-a-game producer. Otherwise, he's going to hover near it, but won't go over it. Whereas Tuck, as much as I, I do, I am still, I would say I'm 51-49 on the fence in regards to Tay Thompson because I don't totally disagree with Scott and that I'm not completely sold. I wasn't sold when he signed the contract, but now that we've seen two seasons of it where Although Tage did flirt with some injury issues, he bounced back very well and still managed to stay, the, stay as the exact kind of player that he was before he got injured. So I didn't see a change there, which was a very positive sign to suggest that this is actually who he is. So I do believe your bet is safest with Tuck versus Ehlers, more because oh. Ehlers is a... <laughs> settle down, Scott. That's a nice camera angle, by the way. No way. <laughs> I'm after dark. Really, really happy. Really happy. We're no longer going with video. Yeah, no more. And it's Sorry. because of that. I did a quick raccoon check here. Oh, geez. Uh, that'd be funny for the show, though. Let's just make it happen. Um, but no, anyways, long way of saying I, I do think you land with Tuck, mostly because could you imagine uh, missing out on those points while you're sitting there still okay, Ehlers is producing at relatively close to a point a game, so you would consider that a success, but Tuck is already flying well above a point a game because that's just what they're doing in Buffalo. So my vote is for Tuck. So you got some, I mean, you got some things to think about. <laughs> Thank you very much, gentlemen. So what's the uh, decision here? Yeah, what are you doing? I'll let you know. Okay. In October. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Yeah, in October. <laughs> I wasn't in the show notes. That was show notes said, oh, well. the show notes said oh. you would tell us. Oh, I'm looking at the show notes right now, buddy. I don't say that. Oh, I'd say something different. <laughs> that left side though on uh on Winnipeg is ridiculous. Like if you could move a couple of those guys over to the right or center yeah. and have you know like Ehlers play with Connor or somebody else like that, holy man, that'd be something. Well, I and mean more moving forward now. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Moving forward in Winnipeg, you've basically got, I mean, that's if they keep Ehlers around too. You got Ehlers, you got Perfetti, and you got Connor right now. So, I mean, it's not like you're devoid of talent, but you certainly basically kind of, I mean, between Dubois, Wheeler, and Shifley, either moving on or wanting out, you're basically losing a second line or first line, whatever way you want to look at it. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, and last but not least, my team, the Brigands, uh, where people go to retire. <laughs> so, 
we are here for you. Um, so I, I, that's my slogan. So we, we've got, um, I have a bit of a difficult situation just in the concept of how, what kind of a team am I moving forward with? Not, is it younger? Not, is it older? We all are aware of what kind of team I have, but am I going to go heavier with forwards or am I go heavier with D or now in this conversation, I got to be honest with you. I've, I've given some extra consideration. Do I go with a third defenseman? My idea is that I'm not going to protect three def or a goalie. Sorry. My idea is that I'm actually just going to protect Thompson and Samsonov, but I'm now actually starting to lean towards protecting Thompson, Samsonov and Kumper, but I'm going to stick to my original plan um, and go, am I keeping a third D? Because I'm going to keep Montour and Piertangelo. Uh, but do I go in with Taze, uh, Burns, and Anderson as my as my, play, my bubble player? Or am I going heavier on the forward with either Malkin, Ovi, and Marchand? Ovi, guaranteed goals, pushing for it, but on a team that's very depleted. Um, Malkin, great one-two punch with Crosby. And I do believe there's a new breath of fresh air with Dubas and Spezza there. I do think that's going to be a very positive thing for all those players on that team for at least one year. Um, or do I look heavily on D where Burns had a monster season for himself playing top line minutes on a great Carolina team. And I believe he'll be right back there, but he is definitely on the South side of 30. Um, or do I go with Anderson to try and stay young Calgary though? A lot of question marks there. Is it even worth keeping a Calgary player right now that, you know, uh, isn't a forward, um, and Marchand like, Oh my God, what a huge fucking disappointment. He turned out to be at the, down the stretch specifically for me. I, I was counting on him to win. Uh, he's a big reason why I was hoping to win. And he just completely fell flat. Is this who he is now? I don't know. Discuss. Not all well, at once, though. <laughs> so can I start with the... I would not get rid of Taze. Any wow. guy. No, I just... I still believe in Colorado, and any any player you get a chance to have on a line with Picard, then I'm all over it. Even if he didn't play on that line, he's still going to play with, like, Byram or Gerard. Like, True. it's going to be. I, I just... I really like Taze. I... So unpopular opinion, I would probably wouldn't sweat Malkin, Ovi, or Marshawn. I think it's tough because I don't know which way you're gonna, which really, which way you're going for the season. But I do. It's think, always to win a chip. It's always. So I, I think like, I still think I would lean more towards your younger D than your older forwards because I think you can get much younger forwards who maybe don't have the same goal level, but also I think we'll play more games in the long run. So that that's kind of my, I would, that's kind of way I would lead. I would, if I were you, I'd, if you keep, let's say you keep Malkin, Ovechkin and Marchant for another year yeah. and you don't win it. Now they're they're definitely got to be in the realm of being dropped, <laughs> and you're still got to get that youth going. So, like yeah. to me, I think we're a defensive-minded league. I think you've got some young D to, or at least younger D to think about. Yeah. So to me, that's kind of where I would lead. And then, great if one of them goes off, amazing. If they don't, you still got youth, and there's there's still road there. True. So just 
just so I'm clear, so your your decision right now is do you protect a third D, which is one out of the three you've listed, or an eighth forward, which is one of the three you listed? Is that right? That's right. Okay. So I basically so I, I eliminated I went with like your top D, your top forward, compared the two, and then so I'm not as much as I do and I do like Taze. I think he's a great defenseman. You can't really go wrong with Taze, Gerard, uh, Byram. Uh, like they're gonna get their points, but he's not a driver. He's not the driver of the team. He's gonna get his points, but he, he really had the one really good year where he had 57 and 66. Like that that was a great season. But I see him more as a complimentary complimentary guy, and he's 29. It's not as if he's like a super young kid or anything. Um, so to me, I. No, Anderson. <laughs> Anderson, someone's got to be the court, the quarterback. It just kind of fell in his lap. I don't see him anywhere near. Like when I think of all like the great quarterbacks of the power plays and stuff, he's just like a default guy. Like I yeah. don't see him sustaining anything. Like he'll he's good for his points, and he'll be he'll be drafted again this year. But as a protected player, no. Burns, thirty eight. He's yeah. uh, he's the oldest out of the, all of the players that you mentioned, um, but he's also probably the most dependable at this stage, dependable productive wise. I still think he's got at least one good season in him, if not two. So it all depends if you're if you are pushing this year or not. Um, but out of the 3D, I had Burns as your top guy uh, personally. Forward wise, Malcolm Malkin like. I, I've had him on my team in the past. It's the same story every year. When he's in the lineup, you're happy you have him. It's just you never know when he's going to be there. He's the oldest. Of, uh, no, he's 36. Um, he had a great season last year. But to me, like he's probably personally below the other two to me. Um, his body has been breaking down for years. He's getting that much older. I don't see him hitting 70 games this year. It'll be closer to 60. Marchand, I had Bergeron on my team this year. They both just stunk it up so like yeah. I was so disappointed. Yeah. Um, I I think it's the beginning. Like I personally, I didn't even see Boston. Like I saw Boston struggling to get into playoffs last yeah. year, let alone letting <laughs> setting the league on fire and and breaking the records. Yeah. Um, I see them taking a step back this year for sure, and yeah. I, I don't see Marshawn going back to what he used to be. Ovi, obviously, same thing. Thirty-seven. He's getting older. He's gonna slow down, but out of the three, I like Ovi on my team. It just brings that excitement. Like it, it adds like you know, like the the chase, having that guy on yeah. my team and he's doing the chase. So I've got Ovi as your top forward. So between the two, I I really have a hard time deciding. I like your idea of Kemper as much as I don't love Kemper. He's a starting goaltender. These yeah. two guys are replaceable. You can get those points somewhere else. You can get them y younger. Kemper, like I, I would gladly swap Kemper. If I had to pick one, though, between Burns and Ovi, I would probably go with Burns right now. All right. Well, my decision my decision isn't going to be much more different than when, than what Joel just mentioned. I mean, you know, coming down to those defensemen, he he's the guy in Carolina. I mean, yep. he's got five point two. I think it's five point two eight the next two years. Um, I'm not saying that there isn't other great pieces out there. Jacob Slavin's a great defenseman, but when you're talking about running a power play, Burns is your guy. Yep. Um, you know, I, I, again, 
I kind of repeat what Joel mentioned in regards to Ovi, especially with the chase. And yes, it's, it, it is nice. Like regardless of the production, it's nice to have him on your team. It gives you another, something to kind of keep an eye on a little bit other than all the other stuff. Um, so, I mean, definitely your top forward there, but if, I mean, if we're calling a spade a spade, my pick is definitely Brent Burns. Yes, 38 years old. He's definitely up there. But you know what? Look what he did last year. And there's there's really... Yes, yes, there's going to be a drop-off, but I think Joel is right. I think there's at the... For sure, for sure, there's at least one more great season in him, whether that's this coming year, whether it's the next one, whatever. I actually think... He's probably going to be pretty good the rest of his contract, which is another two years. Um, yeah, and you're going for it right now. It's not like you're rebuilding. I think you put that piece in, a 60-point defenseman, and that's like 60 in real-life points. I think he had about, what, 10 or 11 goals maybe? Or he had eight, something he had around 18. There. Oh, there you go. Even more so. So you're doubling that up. Yeah. I mean, this is, a, this is a guy that's getting you close to that 80-point territory for a defenseman. 38 years old or not, I'll take that. Hmm. Interesting. If I, if, if he was, and that's just going to sound stupid of me, but if he was 37, I don't think I would think about it, but, but there's something about the fact that he's, and I believe he'll turn 39. Where is his birthday? Oh, I don't know his birthday. I, I'm pretty sure I saw that he'll, he'll be turning 39 this year. I think it's November. So that's. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, 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 I think like, those stories that Lied. the other two told Sorry. you, the stories that the other two told you, <laughs> make believe. I mean, it's Fairy all tales. really, it's all really good grandstanding. But let's be realistic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, the, the, those are all those are all good points. I just, I think when I look at your team, a okay, let me put so two things. When I look at your team, I do think you i would start moving younger if rip the band-aid scott say it i would start moving <laughs> younger and i'm i'm like with all due respect is it can you get there with the older guys i'm not sure i think like there's there's too much age there yeah so and i would be thinking of i would not be thinking of a rebuild but i would be thinking of okay now i want to set myself up nicely for the next couple of years right the one thing I would say is I, um, I, I don't mind the Kemper idea, actually, of, but that wasn't on the table. That's um, right. <laughs> but, but what I would say is, like, I, I don't know, 38, 39. I don't know, going with a 29-year-old D, like, he's about to turn 30 this year. Like, is it really going to make you that much younger? Like, I, no. well, it's at you're least, still pushing for least, it this year? At least nine years younger. If you're pushing for it this year, Burns is the one that's going to help you. I don't know. Well, since I threw it out there, is Burns helping me? Okay, Kemper is on the table. Kemper. I would, I would take Kemper, yeah. Mike? Me too. Yeah, that's three of us. So you know what this says? I'm not managing my team right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that is. That's what it says. Marty, you're looking the wrong Well, place. we weren't going <laughs> to say anything. Anyway. We weren't going <laughs> to say anything, but... Uh... You're the one that brought it up. Yeah. So here, here's a question for you guys. Let's say you drop any of those four: the the Malkin, Ovechkin, uh, Burns, and who is the third one? 
Our fourth one, sorry. Uh, Anderson. And no. Or Marchand? Marchand. Where do those guys go in the draft for you guys? <laughs> uh, They're not first round. Uh, Burns might speak, be, that, but not, uh, not the forwards. That speaks no. volumes right there. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So like I was saying earlier to you guys, you can get those players back later on in your round three or four or five. And that's actually where I start to get a lot more picks. I've cleaned up my pick situation where that the later rounds, that's where I've got multiple picks. So that kind of makes more sense. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think like, I still if, think I win, if I win this year <laughs> and, and it's based around this conversation, <laughs> <laughs> if Kemper wins it or Kemper wins it for me, I mean, I'm, I guess I got to split it four ways, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like, like, and again, Marty, I don't mean, I didn't mean any disrespect by any of that. What, I mean, at all. Not even what I mean mainly though, is like uh, Burns, I think is, can he have Like you're taking the risk on, is he going to have, are you yeah. losing as big of a season as he's going to have, or can you're, you're thinking the fall off's coming, eh, Scott? I do. You're thinking, I just, the, you're thinking the fall off's coming this year. I it, like it's as has... likely, <laughs> if not more likely, than him repeating what he just did. Yeah, um, he has no more teeth to lose. The guy is getting old. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, uh, I mean, another solid point, Scott. Uh, <laughs> I love Brett. Bur- I love Brett Burns. Yes, though. we all do. He is. Yeah. He is such an amazing character. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you you see Kemper ahead of Bobrovsky then? Yeah. Even after the season, the, the playoffs, the he will forever have those moments. He's got those moments left in him for sure. But that stretch, listen, super impressive. Lots of pressure, playoff hockey, hundred percent. How many games was it? How many games was it where he was on top of it? Ten, maybe twelve. Eighty-two game season. He's gonna do that. He, it's going to happen. He's going to have a good, those good stretches. He's been having those forever. As long as he's been in Florida, he's had those seasons. That's why he's frustrating because he'll give you seasons or, or stretches of like, my God, this is why you want a Vezina in Columbus. But then he'll have season where it's like, you shouldn't be paid more than a million dollars. So <laughs> it, it's, it, and, but, and that's Bobrovsky and that's fine. And Florida, I think is going to have a harder time repeating what they just did. But remember they were eighth place. They didn't have as many wins. Um, They had more than Washington, (laughs) but I think that's more because I'm stuck between either Washington or Florida. So who do I think is going to win more games? Probably Florida, but Bobrovsky isn't going to be leaned on for most of those. I I do think he at some point still loses this job. Although who's there to replace him is Knight. I suppose line. Yeah. And so, Knight's yeah, but he's still, is Spencer Knight still struggling when the uh, substance yeah, the abuse program? Pro- yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, they'll probably have to lean on Bobrovsky for a little while and he may come flying out of the gate too, which I wouldn't be totally surprised with, but eventually it's Bobrovsky. He'll fall back down towards 906, 900 save percentage, which it, if you look at uh, Darcy Kemper, his career record or career numbers, dude's over 915 career wise. Like the guy's been a solid goalie his entire career. He's 33. I believe he's somewhere around 250, uh, maybe 260 uh, goals against. 915, 250, I'll take that every day of the week. Uh, And who knows, with the new coach in Washington, maybe things change. And there's still the chase. 
I agree. I don't think Washington lies down this year. I think they are going to make, they're going to be busy. They're going to make moves. <laughs> like they're not just in this league just to be in the league and let o- Ovi get the record. Like the, no, it's much more important to that. They're, they are going to make moves and they're going to be a better team this year. All right. Well, there you go. I also think Florida's like bag of broken bones that are going to be in yep. front of him for the it's next gonna hurt for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crash. Like is Kachuk even, are they suggesting Kachuk's going to be able to come back and play at the beginning of the season? I haven't heard. I haven't heard yet. Yeah, me neither. So I, I'd have my doubts, right? Broken but like sternum? Ekblad's hurt. Yeah. Like there's a Montour's hurt. Is he Montour's not? hurt like, as well? Yeah. Yeah. Like so. There's. I, I don't him. know. They're gonna be. They're gonna be. And I still I'm think t- they're. I'm gonna take than a they guess that uh, that Barkov is probably hurt too. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard too much about Barkov, but he's I, always I hurt. Think, That's the point. Yeah. I think. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I think if you're if you're picking there, I th- I think Florida's better than they were this year and not as good as they are when they won the President's Trophy. They're kind of in between that. Um, but those first few months are going to be interesting. Yes, and I think you're right, and I think that's part of the reason why I decided to go with Darcy instead of uh, Sergey. So, um, All right, so we've decided you're going with Drew Doughty. There you go. Fine, done. <laughs> cool. Oh God. <laughs> why is he on my team um so now we're going to shift over to beauty's the beast last segment of the nights uh let's uh, let's it's start a off. C, it's a cfhl edition as well good point sorry yes it is cfhl so oh, everybody's got one beauty one beast from their teams uh joel since you are the owner of the most wins and you're the oh i almost forgot to say this you're the Montreal Canadiens of the league. Easy. <laughs> oh, well played. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Where would that woo! come from? That, yeah, that was Mike and I were talking before you guys even showed up. Nice, like, Marty. I got to say that. And I totally forgot that about this moment right now. Why would you better? That's it. That's an even better reaction than we expected. I don't understand. Why? Why am I the Montreal Canadiens? You have the most wins. You have the most. You have the most titles in the league history. That's yours. You most own that. Most titles God. in league history. You made your bed. So you are the Montreal Canadiens. Fine. Hey, that's all right. Welcome, league. <laughs> a lot of very good players Terrible. seem to become very available. All right, Joel, you go ahead. First, your beauty. Beauties and beasts for the all right. year. All right, beauties for the year. So my beauty, I'm going to go with uh, my boy Petty, uh, Elias Pedersen. Uh, he finally hit the century mark. Very proud of the man. He and Quinn are going to be the future of this team. Yeah. I still believe in Demko. Uh, we've got a lot of nice pieces, but yeah, Petty to finally hit there. I know during the offseason, he works really hard. He's putting on the pounds. It's paying off for Vancouver. I love it. I love that my favorite player from my favorite team is on my team. It just adds so much more enjoyment to the uh, the fantasy season that's my beauty my beast uh i picked him during the draft the entry draft i dropped him during the mid-season that was teravinen uh he disappeared uh. this year after like so many good seasons um he had 37 points in 68 games like a shell of himself um he missed most of november with an upper body injury he missed a few games in April due to illness. Then he broke his hand in game two of the first round. Um, he hasn't played a full season since 2018, I think. Um, his ice time was like steadily climbing. And then all of a sudden, now the last few seasons, now it's dropping again. Um, 
did he miss his usual center in Svechnikov? Maybe. Maybe that was a, a big reason for it. But um, hopefully he can bounce back. But this year, that he was a total waste of pick, total waste of time. Um, good luck to whoever picks him next year. Cause it won't be <laughs> imagine, it. though, imagine, right, not picking Connor McDavid as your beauty in a season. Imagine that. Imagine that because there is that. more coming from those two players. There's still more coming. They haven't reached their peak. I don't know if Petty can hit a hundred every uh, Petty can hit a hundred every year, point. Uh, yeah. but I'm going to enjoy it while I can. Yeah. It's uh it's nice. a good pick. Definitely deserving. Oh yeah. Scotty. What about you beauties and one beast? What you got? Uh, I'll start with my beauty, and I'm going to do something similar to uh, to Joel here in that I'm not going to pick the most obvious on my team. You've got, you know, McKinnon's amazing. Enough said. Matt, Matty Kachuk, again, just a beast of, or beauty of a player. He's a beauty and a beast. Um, <laughs> both. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Tim Stutzla. I, I, and again, same as you, man, great player on my favorite team. The guy has had in the last, here, I'm trying to bring it up, but okay. Year one, 29 points. Year two, 58 points. Year three, 90. He's going up 30 points almost every year. And I still don't think he's at a ceiling. Um, oh. I think he's got lots more to go. I 21. God damn. Yeah, he's super wow. young. He's there for a while. He's inked up with you know that core. That, nice, um, happy. Yeah, yeah. He looks good on and off the ice. You know, he's just got all the things. Um, awesome. Um, so he is definitely uh, my beauty. I'm uh, still not trading him to anybody. Yeah, you are. Um, I keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you this next player, but you've already had him several times. Uh, my beast, God, Brock Besner is just, uh. <laughs> oh, what a flat tire. That guy, <laughs> like, it's just, he, he gives you all the hope you could oh, want, man. and then he just, the season drags on, and you're like, nope, made a mistake. <laughs> this is not the year. Uh, Brock Besner, 100%, not, not a fan anymore. No. Besser had such a rough season last year with his dad passing uh, away. He, he wasn't in the right headspace. I was sort of hoping for him to have a new, a new home, a new surroundings, give him a fresh start. But uh, from last I read, he he wants to stay now. So yeah, who knows? Uh, but yeah, I feel your pain definitely. I, I, was, ex- I had high hopes for him. That's exactly why I was holding on to him. I thought he was going to get moved and it was going to be, that would be the resurgence oh. for him. That's 100%. And I wasn't in a big like need to move him. So I was kind of gambling there, but yeah. I wish it was him instead of Horvat that got the move, but whatever. That's a different yeah. story. Yes, it is. So yeah, that's my beauty and beast. Any, any comments? You're I- right to pick your beast you're that's uh I mean, i'd say I'm you're looking, right to i'd say you're right to pick your beauty too that's he's, he's uh, gonna yeah, be a player i, I, I don't Stutzla's gonna be a player man there's an argument to be made for Stutzla. <laughs> this is i mean i'll be i'll be honest you've you could you couldn't have gone wrong with either Stutzla kachuk or kachuk um <laughs> and even throwing me obviously throw in mckinnon 
Like that's like all men he, there. he came in halfway through to help you out, right? So you couldn't have gone with him, but to pick I mean, you're right. 90 points. Not so much because it wasn't expected necessarily, but at, really 90 points wasn't really where everybody thought Ottawa was going to be, or let alone Tim Stutzler. And same thing with Brady Kachuk and same thing with Matthew Kachuk. I think they all really, like, we expected them all to do well, but did we expect that, you know, Tim was going to be at 90? I No. So that was, uh, yeah, very, very he, good. At, at the pace he's going, in three years, he'll be 180 points a year, which... It's perfect. That's what you want on your team. Sweet spot right there. Yeah. yeah. Stay there. <laughs> Stay there. I think his ceiling is 100 and 180. But he's well, even used on the well, penalty kill. He had three shorthanded goals last year. Like he's, yeah. he does it. Oh, man. Such 21. Why not? That's what I love about this, too, is that his uh, hockey IQ at 21. Super impressive. He's uh, not even like, like fully built yet, which is the cool. thing. So he gets better, right? So yeah, you're right. 180, 200, somewhere around there. Mike, what do you got? Yes, sir. My beauty is the big moose, Miko Rantanen. First 50 goal season. Quiet. 50th, 50th. Yeah. It, Should have yeah. talked about I it mean, more. As, as, as quiet as 55 goals could be, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> 105 point season. So breaks the century mark. The thing that, Kind of, at least for me anyway, I mean, I, I got him from Tom a number of years ago. Like he was still relatively young. I want to say about 22 ish. And every, t- like every time I check in on him again, I'm super surprised that he's 26 years old. So right in the middle of his prime, lots of great years to come up, come up left. Um, obviously I think he took a bit of a step forward this year uh, in regards to production without uh, Landis Gog around. So had to kind of step up there production wise, leadership wise, uh, 306 shots on goal. I mean, guys playing 22 minutes a night. Uh, there's really not much more I could ask for this guy. I think he had th- something like 30 over 35 power play points. I think it was like between 37, maybe power play points. So he was killer on the power play as well. Very underrated shot. Um, doesn't get talked about enough for sure. I mean, I don't know what more to say about Miko Rantanen, but uh, he was certainly one of my uh, beauties this year. Um, my beast was much more easier to figure out. And that was 100% unequivocally Victor Hedman. Um, going back to stats from last year. Now he had 82 games played in 21, 22, 20 goals, which obviously, as we know, ends up being 40 points with 65 assists. So in real life, he had 85 points in the NHL in our league. He hit 105 points. So CFHL 105 points. This year, CFHL points, 58. 76 games played, so a little bit of an injury, uh, some injury issues. Uh, Nine goals, so he completely cratered in goals. And 40 assists for 49 points. Easily, easily my beast for this year, Victor Hedman. Uh, I I know there were circumstances in regards to the injury. I know that uh, Sergeyev took over some time on the first power play unit. And obviously had a great season, so they were leaning on him a little bit as well. But that big, will, I, that big of that big of a drop is just is huge. One hundred five to like, fifty eight. Sorry, Mike. I was just gonna say I will North. say like uh, after you know the year prior, where like one of his best seasons, eighty five and eighty two games, that was a long season. They made it all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Oh yeah. It was a long season, and his body just couldn't keep up. And I think that that had a lot well, the to do two, with it as well. 
and the two years before that too right like the, there was a three-year span here where they were playing deep deep yeah. uh, well stanley cup finals three years yeah. in a row yeah uh, and, then, so, and then you've got so that, like world champions you got all these other tournaments that go on at the same yeah. time right i, I expect mean, that, him to have a nice bounce back this year well he fucking better because <laughs> i'm telling you right now bud like you you, you better start pleading your yeah. case here man to stick around because i've got <laughs> some other, i've got some uh, i've got some other options here and i'm telling you right now 105 to 58 yikes man yikes. like i'm all right i'm all right with a little drop but my <laughs> yeah. fucking god here come somebody, on somebody somebody's calling some beast victor hadman smart upline absolutely smart upline. absolutely 100 yeah. that guy needed a big time <laughs> give it a call <laughs> give it a call oh, fantastic um all right and last but certainly not least brigands now I, I i thought about crosby it made a lot of sense to suggest crosby because consistency throughout ended up with 93 points i thought about zabana jed but i didn't have him all season but when i did he produced however i think there's no secret picking up this guy mid-season Pretty much the reason why I was able to hold on towards the end and, and stay as competitive as I did for Zana did Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He had he was sixth in the league since the trade deadline with 31 points in 20 games. He had a career, career year, breaking the century mark for the first time. 37 goals, 67, six, 67 assists for 104 points. And he played all 82 games. Another thing to sort of point out is very important when you can actually play the whole time. Um, relatively young, still uh, 30 years old. Is this who he is, though? Right? Like, we've seen Ryan Nugent Hopkins flirt with, not like this, though, but we've seen him flirt with consistency before, where people would get excited and then draft him and then just to be disappointed. I, I have to protect him. He has to be part of my team going forward. You cannot drop a guy who just comes off of a 104-point season. Um, this is that, that would be fantasy suicide. But... I don't know that I'm necessarily convinced, but that's not the topic for now. He was a beauty for me down the stretch. Absolutely. He was a big reason why, like I said, I stay competitive. So Ryan Luja Hopkins, 100% my beauty on my team. Um, my beast, which it, it, it's to me for as much as Ryan Nugent Hopkins was potentially the reason why I was able to stay competitive. This guy is the reason why I fell out of that Brad Marchand. As a guy who I protected for so many years, expected to be not just a point a game player, but well above that, giving me, you know, six, seven, eight points for the night, every or for the night, for the week, uh, every once in a while, never happened, never came close. His inconsistency specifically down the stretch, two goals, 14 points since the trade deadline. Flirted a lot with injuries, but that's nothing new for Marchant. Even though you can get maybe 65, 70 games out of Marchant, you're usually good for somewhere north of 80. So that's why you keep a guy like him. But now, no. To me, this is this is a telltale sign. Like Joubert was mentioning earlier about uh, Petit Bergeron as well. This is it for them, both of them. Marchant will probably still have a fairly decent season in him, but to say that he's you know that guy who's going to get 87, 90 points, Absolutely not. He's a guy I can pick up again later on. If it's not him, it'll be someone who is a carbon copy, but hopefully somebody younger uh, and just move forward. But Marchand, as far as I'm concerned, massive reason why I lost the championship this year. If I, I was sorry, if I was even in contention, which I, I was to a degree. Um, for sure. Definitely. For sure. I, um, yeah, he, he had a, he had a rough year. I kept thinking like, how many how many people did he lick this year? He just didn't lick enough people. 
That's his issue. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's where he gets a superpower. That's, that's how it happens. That's his that's how he does it. It yeah. is it is frustrating though that you know a guy that you've had on your team for so long, you basically just hung your hat on him. Like you ride these guys until into the sunset. Maybe hopefully you trade them right before they fall off the face of the earth, but like you just it's just he was Mr. Dependable on your team, and then all of a sudden he has a season like this. Is this the end, really, or not? I don't know, but it's just it just bugs you, right? Like it just like yeah. oh, like it's funny. It's not the if, worst season in the world, except no. it's not Marshawn season. It's not yeah. a Marshawn season. It's any other player not, season, so that's why it's difficult. Sorry, Mike. No, I was just gonna say, and did he not have that bad of a start when he? I know he was injured to start the year, but whenever he whenever he started playing, I, if I'm not mistaken, he was easily kind of point yep. per game guy here for easily what a month and a half, maybe two months. It's the back end. That's where it really hurt me. Yeah, that, that's why yeah. it sticks out more because I was in contention, right? I was one of the five or six teams that were in contention, but I was in the top. I was in the upper echelon of that, so I felt really competitive. Had he stayed healthy, I would have had a better shot at being competitive and challenging. I still don't think I would have won, but I would have had a better showing down the stretch. I think I lost my last two or three games down the stretch, which I do attribute to Marshawn to a degree. It'd be interesting to look at, and I don't know if this is true, but I'm just thinking like in a season where your team just breaks records and lights the world on fire, his point numbers go down. Yeah. So what I think when I look at that, I go, my my instinct says that they spread the points around. So as a team, I would be interested to see if the points got spread out and they were more balanced. And as a result, they didn't need to play him the same number of minutes. I don't know. But like, it'd be interesting to see, you know, a team that just can't lose with a guy <laughs> whose point production goes down like that. Those points had to go somewhere. So where did they go? And is it like, is it Oof. kind of that rising tide raises all boats kind of thing? Well, I mean, you know, Pasternak has the year that he has, but we expect him to have that type of year, right? Yeah. DeBrusque kind of, you know, and I'm, I'm just kind of going off of what you're saying here, Scott. Like it's kind of spread around a little bit, right? Yeah. DeBrusque comes in. I think he, what, had like a 27. 25 goal season. Yeah. Um, I mean, you still have Taylor Hall, a former MVP. And I understand that, you know, this guy hasn't been anywhere near close to that. 16. Uh, sent, since, but I mean, you still have a guy Zach that. 21. It, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a dependable right. guy to eat up minutes. So some of those minutes are going to go to him. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Jeez, even Garrett Hathaway at 13. So yeah, you're that's a good that's um you're right, Scott. Like for a team that decided that they were not gonna, you know, uh, sort of rebuild or fold or whatever it was, they were gonna defy the odds and become the best team that's the NHL's ever seen. It looks like it's on the back of playing a team mentality. Everyone touches the puck, everyone gets a chance. Plus, we happen to have a guy who scores 61 goals. All right, there you go. It's a good system. <laughs> not bad, not too yeah. shabby. It'll work. Not, It'll not work bad if you can yeah. have it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. There it is. Thank there you, you have guys. It. This is our. Um, this is our. Thanks, gents. Our last episode. Um, is it really for the summer? You're done. It's it's our last kind of regular episode, regular. if you will. We've got one yeah. one more episode. It's a draft day and a free agency yeah. um, hybrid show, if you will. So mm -hmm. that'll be out on July fifth. Yep. Yeah um can, so yeah, we'll... can can i make one one request and you kind of hinted at this mike early but joel in three words how would you describe oliver 
Ekman Larson um, deal. Three words. That's all I need. The, what do you mean the deal? Well, the deal, the yeah. the buyout. <laughs> the buyout? Yeah. Thank Oh, there it is. <laughs> yes, yeah. we got an f bomb. We got an f bomb out of him. We got an f bomb out of him. Woo! I can't believe I did that. Mission accomplished. Yes. Well done, Scott. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you must have the appropriate success. Yeah. Appropriate right. response. Good stuff. <laughs> and and you know what? Real quick, that while while we're on the uh, topic of uh, issues on certain teams, Scotty, you know yeah. what I'm going to be asking you. Do the Sens try and keep the Brinket, or what are we doing here? So I read today that they are now leaning. So it sounds like he wants to be there. He likes the team. Yes, he likes he does. everything. He yeah. likes the city. It's all about term right now for mm-hmm. him. I think they end up finding the term for him. I really do. So I think he stays. I hope so. I really do. Like for for them to move on from that, I mean, they gave yeah. up the seventh overall, which mm-hmm. is Kevin Korchinski for the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. and I I don't know, it just it seemed like too good of a fit for me. Yeah. He he, it feel it feels like he belongs in Ottawa. Like I'm not saying he didn't belong in Chicago, but it's it's a good fit. Yeah, it's a really good fit in Ottawa. So the, I hope they can get to it. Win, done. I don't see how he doesn't like his situation where he is with Otto, with the players and the city. But more than that, finally coming to a fucking decision about an owner and picking the right one. And Lauer is the right owner for this organization to continue to move forward. I think he steps in and says, no, we need to sign this kid because he's got a hockey mentality. He knows what what is in what is in Debrinkrat. Now, Antler is going to allow his management team to do what they need to do, and he's going to step back, but I think he's going to step up and say, listen, I do, if you're asking me as the owner, I let's sign this kid. I want this deal. Um, so I think there's an extra push there. So there's an incentive. So yes, I do think he stays. And and you know what, Marty, this is kind of, it's kind of funny that we're mentioning all of this because on our, on our first show, it might've even been our, our uh, preseason special. We went over, uh, in particular, the Ottawa Senators and how well of a job that Dorian has done with that club. Listen, you can say whatever you want as to where they are in the standings, what's going on, playoffs, yeah. no playoffs, whatever. But you can't argue with this. Drake Batherson, six years, 4.9 million, five years remaining. Brady Kachuk, seven years, 8.2 AAV, six years remaining. Josh Norris, eight years, 7.9. Tim Stutzla, eight years, 8.3. Thomas Shabbat, eight years at eight, six years remaining. Eight years remaining for Stutzel, eight years remaining for Norris. My point is these guys are signed for long-term and those are wicked, wicked totals. You Now you've given yourself the opportunity. Mm -hmm. If you go ahead and you start giving Batherson, I mean, instead of the 4.9, you give him seven, Start adding to all these other players. Now you don't even have the Brinkett's not even an option. You got to move on from that. Yeah. Now you have an opportunity. You, I'm not saying you're going to get it done, but you've given yourself an opportunity to have that discussion with that type of a player yeah. in that in that price range. Yeah. Like I mean, hell, I, I don't think Dorio is the greatest GM on the face of the earth. But Jesus Christ, with some of these uh, price points that he's got these top players at, and you can think whatever you want about Shabbat, but still a good I mean, sign. These other, 
like yeah. Jesus, Batherson is it, that that is criminal. If that this one guy, in particular is now now I know I know that there's still some yeah. mitigating circumstances with that junior yep. team and the investigation and everything, but if Batherson ever gets you a couple of years at 80, 81, 85 points at under $5 million. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. I'll take that. Yeah. My, my two, my two last thoughts on this is I really hope we finally go pay, like spend to the cap. Yes. God, this team is not spent to the cap in so long. Oh I, my want, God. I want them They're to spend 8 the million below the cap right now. I think oh, it's the even likely- more. The, the is, likelihood of them spending to the cap is definitely a lot better with Ann Lauer. With Ann Lauer, yeah. yeah. And then my only other, like, in the back of my head, if I were to brink it, would be, do you go back to Chicago to play with Bedard? Well, no. I don't think you do. I don't, like, they're they're a while from winning anything. Yes. But always in the, the back of my head. Right? Yeah, the opportunity, right? But, but I think I think he'll end up I think they'll get it done. And they can't they can't let it walk. No. And don't forget it's off the ice in Chicago too. They got to build that culture yeah. back up oh, after yeah. that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's a Sorry, Dubrick has got one that... year left though, right? He, he's uh... an he's an RFA. Oh, he's an But RFA. they didn't they didn't oh, want to do it qualifying they, off. They've announced yeah. they've gone to arbitration, right? Yeah. So, true. the Sorry. one thing that can play in their favor if they do decide to move him is that they will move him at like basically a 15% discount. Right. To uh, whatever team he goes to. Okay. So okay. there's a bit of a chip there, but yeah. as far as I can tell, everything should be everything I've seen is that he likes the team, he likes the city, he loves the players, likes the coach. So it, I think it's about term for okay. for him. Which I think they'll be able to no get there, so. yeah. All right. We're gonna find out. Yep. Cool. Boys, thanks Got a it. lot for coming on. We appreciate it. Hundred percent. Yeah, you guys Last are really time. well. Last okay. Last time. Well, okay. you know what? It last is the last time. time. Never because again. Because you're wearing that jersey, and I, quite frankly, I don't like uh, these half steppers coming on my show. You're either a Canuck mm. fan or you're not, <laughs> or a Vegas fan. Uh, yeah. Make a Vegas. decision already. <laughs> it's like you got to figure it out, bud. Yeah. Figure it out. You're conflicted. So get your, your shit together. <laughs> I love that. I do. I do appreciate that you've got like. The shit show that is Philly and this champions that are <laughs> Vegas. I appreciate that. You've got you've yeah. you've really hedged your it's covering all bases. Got the whole league covered here, man. Yeah. <laughs> Cellar dwellers and the champs. That's right. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you are interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at two guys, a league, and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes on our website at twogalag.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter for all of our info. Our handle is at Tugalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Thanks for listening, and until next time.